What's up, guys? Welcome back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, where we talk real life, real experiences, and occasionally real estate. <laughs> Jason, what's up, dude? We got a special guest in the studio. I'm going to let Jason introduce. Uh, super excited about this episode because it uh, it ties in. It's going to tie in so many ways to the things we've been talking about. So uh, really looking forward to it. Jason, why don't you introduce our guest here? Yeah, we got my buddy Dean Wetham from Titus Sports Academy. I've known Dean for, I don't know, probably... I'll be going on 10 years after my stint at Titus, and um, by my accounts, he's he's the man as far as, you know, be, just being a, a great guy in general, and uh, he, he absolutely knows, in my opinion, anything and everything there is to know about sports performance. So I'll give it to you, Dean, if you want to introduce yourself, man, but thank you for being here. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me, and I appreciate it, and I'm super excited to be here. It's, uh, you know, my my name is uh, Dean Wetham. I am the regional manager over at Titus Sports Academy, uh, a strength and conditioning coach, and, um, you know, at, at least as far as my background, I've been in strength and conditioning for about 17 years now, so... Wow. seen uh, know you know different uh, different generations kind of uh, work through the facility and and you know I've been blessed to to have great people guys like like Jason that have come through and and not only coached with us but uh, but trained with us as well so you know I'm just super ecstatic to be here and hopefully I can uh, provide some some insight and in, in some areas and and you know not get too mad about uh, <laughs> other things but yeah. yeah we'll see where the day takes yeah, this is awesome yeah. <laughs> This one might go, guys, buckle up because this one might go a while. We were just chatting before we started recording and uh, I'm like, man, we got so many questions for Dean and uh, just his insight here. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So what's the like, what's the mission? Titus trains athletes. Mm -hmm. That's the primary thing. People that are in, like, from what ages, I guess, would you say? Honestly, we get, we say from 9 to, to 99, and, you know, in reality, it starts even in closer to, to 4, 5, and 6. Um, you know, with the the training program itself is, is something that um, will change throughout time. You know, I, I know it's something that we, we touched on a little bit, but, you know, with the, with the myths and the things that throughout, fitness in general of what age is is yep. the proper age to to get started um you know you, you, early on to to kind of simplify it is it's it's trying to to make sure you keep it fun keep it uplifting keep it something that's a positive environment for for the youth so you know they're developing the way that um not only that they should but you know the the way that they could really take off and 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 grasp a hold of not sports in general, but but right. the fitness side of things and, and yep. keeping that healthy lifestyle and, and kind of keeping uh, insurance companies at bay the, yeah. the later on in life. And, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, just just kind of instilling some of the things that, that, that can hopefully hopefully propel them forward. And, um, you know, that's, that's like, I don't want to talk too much in circles, no, but dude, uh, go for it. You <laughs> know, it's, uh, when 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 you get started, let's let's say it's about, you know, four to six years old and people say, yeah, that might be a little bit too young to get training. Well, you know, I would I would ask them if if they carry a, a broom around the house, if they're if they're doing certain chores, you know, resistance is a pencil is resistance. You right. know, if yep. they're swimming, water is resistance. So it's all relative. You know, it, it really is. It really is. And you're. 
you know, you're trying to keep it fun. You're trying to introduce these these movements. And in reality, early on, it's the the movement mechanics mm-hmm. uh, that that is the focus and keeping it fun. You know, there's yeah. there's various ways that that we can incorporate some some speed and agility work or even resistance where um, you're focused on how do they move, not, you know, how much weight do they. Yeah. Move. And that's so. and that's one thing that I can attest to. Um, you know, not to speak about any anything else, but I have experience with with Dean and and with Titus, and they do a wonderful job in making sure that before the person, the athlete, whoever progresses to that next level, that that they know that their body is moving the right way. And I I don't want to speak for you, Dean, but I think that's that's a foundational aspect of Titus, making sure that the body is moving the right way before you do any of that crazy weight, whether you're five or fifty. Mm-hmm. So I think. It's- it's important too. So it's functional, right? And it's not uh, like Titus specializes in training athletes, high level athletes, right? All the way up to professional athletes, but it's also functional. The stuff you're teaching for the everyday person. Yeah. I mean, we have an adult Dean's there every Monday. And you know, another thing I'll say about Dean, I feel like I'm just going to gush about you this whole podcast. (laughs) Like so many people in my life, like I heard Nick say it earlier, so many people in my life know about you just because he's such a model of consistency. And I think that's part of what Titus attracts because that's what you put out there. You put out, you know, you're there every, you know, I I see you every Monday because that's when I'm there. But yeah, you know, Dean's one of those guys that is always early. He's always, you know, expecting the most out of people, and and he gets the most out of people. And uh, you know, I think that translates a lot into the the client base that you guys get because that as a as an organization, that's what you guys model. Um, you know, but kind of going back to what we were talking about, you you guys train and everyday people like me in an adult fitness class too it's not just athletes right not, not just you know somebody who's participating in a sport should i say right correct because uh the, the way that we see it ultimately is if you have a body you're an athlete right right yep. so you know it's like the 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 training programming definitely changes uh you know we're not out there um focused on our three-point starts and our 40-yard sprint time but you know we still want to jump we still want to move we still want to take a balanced approach into our training so you know from from day to day it's it's something new it's something fresh and you may be doing the same exercises that you know at that a six-year-old or a 16-year-old may do even at 66 it's just again the focus is 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 different and you know but at the end of the day that's that's a lot of our goal or or a lot of of what we say is yep. if you have a body you're an athlete yeah yeah right? like that and we need to train that way it's it's not something where you know we we eclipse a certain age and then all of a sudden we have to scale it back we've got to go to hot yoga we've got you know no disrespect to those doing hot yoga of course right. but you know we we say strength training Training is the entree. Um, you know, when you when you get your sides, you can do the hot yoga or, or, or whatever that may be, or the the stretch plexes or, or all of the things that kind of pop up in in the white hot zone of, of the fitness realm. But you know, ultimately, to 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 make sure that we are again moving in the right direction when it comes to our, our own personal fitness is you know we've we've got to mix in the the strength.
strength training, you know, two to three times a week, ideally, um, to to make sure that we're we're kind of uh, setting ourselves up for the future and being around yep. for for a long time, and right. you know, avoiding the the doctors and and the big pharma uh, medications that they will inevitably um, kind of rain down on you as yeah. as recommendations, and then follow that up with, oh, by the way, you can never get off of this again. Yeah. So you know, it's it's kind of our 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 goal overall is is to help program um, whether it be our, our youth fitness training with our, our champions program which is our our young um, training program to you know our, our speech strength training which is our, our youngsters our uh, elementary middle school high school um, our advanced group which is our, our college athletes and pro yeah. athletes and then you know when we get into to the adult fitness realm as well the the programming itself or the principles behind our programming are going to remain the same throughout yeah. but um you know going back to your your original topic we actually that we started in Tallahassee Florida as a high level so it <clears throat> excuse me it was the major league baseball your nfl your olympic level skier snowboard your olympic athletes right. and, yeah you know, and then it's kind of went, hey, we can we can kind of take the the principles and theories that we have and and kind of just work that way down through the ages and help these athletes develop. You know, it's we, it was for a long time. It was you get to college and now you have a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, that was my experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mine too. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like, but, but why, you know, if, if we can help these athletes develop a lot earlier on in their life cycle, then by the time they get to high, by the time they get to college, now they're ready to kind of take it to that next level. And, and, and they're not learning everything, you know, from the strength coach right there day one, it's more of like, we have a background, we've, we've built that blueprint, you know, now let's, uh, after that foundation is there, now we can, you know, really take off and and take it to the next level. I love that because I just think back to my experience. I think me and Jason are from Bow Matter High School. So we got (laughs) right down the road. Dean knows all We talk about it. Yeah. We're we're talking hometown. Like we had, we had a weight room, Yeah, but it was big enough for maybe size of this room. Yeah. I mean, maybe like 10, 15 kids in there was kind of a lot. It was. Yeah. Um, but that was our and and we had you know we had good coaches that, that yeah. knew what they were doing. But it was and one, just, and had the best interest for us and wanted oh, yeah. to help us the whole deal. That was never an issue. No, not at all. But it was um it wasn't it really because of us you know I put the responsibility on us for being really consistent with that. It was like well we worked out in the summer in the mornings to get ready for football and then baseball really didn't have any training associated with it. Then I got to Cecil. Um, it was kind of all over the place. I'd lifted weights, but I didn't really know what there I was, was doing. There was really no program. There was no program. And then I went to Youngstown, and then it was like, all right, your ass is in here at 5 o'clock, you know, four days a week. Uh, we're, we're doing, you know, it was a program, and I was on it. But then afterwards, and this is something really important, is you talked about kids beforehand, but then also people later in life, because when I got done at Youngstown, I was like, I'm, I'm not training for anything anymore. And I, I really took the whole dad bod thing to heart. <laughs> like I didn't do anything for a while. And, uh, then I had to get back into it. So the fact that you say, if you have a body, you are an athlete, that's important for people to identify and just understand that you get this body, you get one body in your life. That's it. So start, start off early and, uh, don't think of it like strength training too. I think there's a misconception. People hear strength training. They think like, you know, bodybuilder lifting weights, but it's, it's, it's so much more than that. 
So yeah. it's, I love to hear that you guys tie that in from an early age and a later age as well. Yeah, and and you know, and the way that we, um, you know, going back to the the consistency approach is like, I mean, that's it. That's yep. you know, that's that's where it all starts and ends. Is if you're consistent in in your movements, and then we are going to feel better. We're going to look in the mirror and see things, the results that we're looking yep. for. Um, but you know, every day movements, you know, if we're bringing in the groceries or we're pulling a kid out of the car seat or it snows or it's the fall and we're raking leaves, you know, these are all athletic movements. Yeah. These are all ways where, you know, if, if we get a heavy snowfall and um, it's that heavy, wet snow that's that's turning over in ice and, and we don't have a snowblower, you know, how really within your driveway, uh, you may squat, you know, 300 times. Yeah. Right. And we're talking about weight transfer movements where we're putting more pressure on one side than the other. So, you know, if, if, if that's going to create a back pain or, you know, worst case scenario, we slip a disc that again, you know, we're, we're in and out of, of that, the, the medical tent per se, if yeah. we were using yeah. the, the football term, but you know, we're at the doctor's office and then, you know, they're prescribing painkillers and, you know, it's going to affect the way that you know, you're, your everyday life goes on, you know, and it's yeah. going, Hey, from, from snow, like, you know, if, if we could have done something to be a little bit more proactive, could we have created the, the after effects where, you know, we, we go, Hey, we're going to squat today. And then we're going to do some compound movements where we're focused on um, moving the body in a way where we're bending and extending, whether that be, you know, with a, with a, with a clean pull of some sort or, or some sort of shoulder shrug, but that we start from a bent knee position, mm-hmm. you know, then we have basically taking that that shoveling of the snow and put it in a position where it doesn't feel like it. So, right. you know, we still are going to be sore. You know, it's 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 not something where all of a sudden, you know, you, you may do 10 to 12 squats in a workout where now I'm asking you to do 40 and we're asking you to do it on an angle and there's ice and, you know, our, our feet are not as consistent as, as they would be when we're standing on solid ground because we're slipping and falling. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're working kind of working on making sure the after effects don't happen yeah you know where where we have to go see a doctor or we're laid up so we don't get that time with our kids and you know the snow is just obviously we're we're in the winter and it's four and a half degrees outside yeah, no, but I, yeah I, think, <laughs> I think that's super important to 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 know that you, know, you guys are, are are doing those things that can prevent people hopefully prevent people from injury in those everyday activities that we always hear about. I mean, we always hear about yeah. the person that, you know, tripped and f- whatever age they are, tripped and fell and they, they slipped a disc or they got a knee issue or whatever. Right. Well, a lot of people, I mean, especially older people, died shoveling snow because their hearts, they're not conditioning them, they're cardiovascular, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, that's just another thing. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact, too, that you guys, you know, I don't want to say you guys, the, the fact that you have mentioned a couple times the importance of keeping people off of you know, pain medicine. Right. Yeah. Like we've, we've seen, I mean, it's, it's not just a local problem here. It's a problem all over that, um, you know, medicines get prescribed and a lot, it just, I mean, we've seen it ruin lives, you know, around here and everywhere. So the fact that you have, you know, it's part of what you do as a, as a mission to kind of 
keep people healthy without needing to, to preventative, take something. Very preventative. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's a goal. You yeah. know, is is you know, we don't want that uh, again when we go to the 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 pharmaceutical crutch. You know, because yep. once we kind of get accustomed to something like that. It becomes something in the back of our mind, you know, whether it is uh, an addictive um, prescription drug or if it is, you know, your, your Tylenols. But it's always relying on mm-hmm. that one thing, you know, yeah, it that becomes like getting your coffee in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. I, I told a story on the podcast a couple episodes ago that um, I went to the doctor for the first time in probably 10 years to get a like a checkup because I had heartburn so bad that I was taking over the counter medicine like three times a day after every meal and still didn't help. And the doctor's like you know, dude, you're 248 pounds. You got to lose some weight. So when I started, I, I dropped like 20 pounds that next year. I don't, I don't need heartburn medicine anymore. So I'm like, I'm thinking, and this is how people, yeah, a lot of people are. Um, you're thinking that the, the fix is in a pill that the doctor is going to give you, but the fix is really in your health. You're, right. full, you're in full control of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy how much better. Well, I shouldn't say full control. There, there are some other factors yeah, that, that you can't control, but sure. But yeah, you know, as far set as yourself the, up for success, right? Yeah, the physical activity aspect, provided you're able to do those things, is available to you. Mm-hmm. I know, Jason, you got some good questions. Yeah, that I want you to kind of yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe fire away a couple of these because we were already getting into some of them before we started recording, and I. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but so I I kind of wanted to take the angle of you. I mean, you see a lot of people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a high school football coach for ten years, and we always had you know, a good group of athletes. And, you know, we have had athletes that, you know, have gone to play college football. I was a football coach. Um, I don't know if I just said football or not, but that's what I coach. Um, and, you know, so from your perspective, over the course of those 17 years, you've seen lots of people. Uh, just curious if you could kind of drill into anything that separates those good athletes from the great athletes, because I know you've you guys have had professional athletes in your organization. Sure, sure, and you know, hopefully, it, uh, some some more coming up. Um, yeah. You know, but um, we've been lucky enough to 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 train a lot of different men, women, children. You know that that have really won. The, to to answer the original question is really took charge of their own agenda. Right. You know, it's um, you, you, no matter what. When that the weight room or inside of the facility, it will not pay you back unless you pay it forward when while you're in there. I'm glad. That yeah, was, I'm glad you said that. That yeah. is that is something that it will. The, some of the teachings that we try to talk about day to day is, you know, I, and and working with kids, you 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 communicate with them and hopefully at their level and, you know, hopefully I've gotten through to a couple of them. But, you know, I say, hey, you could show up to English class and, and you have a test and you didn't prepare for it. Uh, and, you know, you're using your resources of that person's paper next to you uh, and you end up, you know, getting a B plus, getting an A and you don't get caught quote unquote cheating right in the weight room in the facility that'll never happen doesn't you, apply. Know, you, <laughs> you will never be rewarded for the work that you didn't put in right and that's what we see with a lot of the elite level athletes is they they take a lot of pride in every single rep in every single movement that they do and they start to feel certain things mm-hmm. um, we've got a couple of guys that 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 play in the NFL that will will focus on on certain movements if that is some sprints or, or really working on their acceleration where they'll take two steps and pull up 
then go, yeah, it didn't feel right. You know, I've been that, you know, that wasn't going to be a good rep. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and, and, and we go, okay, yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's run it back. Let's do it again. Let's, you know, where needed, we'll increase complexity or, or create a progression. And then where needed, we'll, we'll also create a regression Mm -hmm. and go, okay, maybe we're, we're trying to do too much that, that we're overthinking it. And, you know, let's, let's keep it simple and, and get these guys kind of, set up for for the mini camp or, or whatever that they're getting ready to go to but mm-hmm. you know they're so supremely focused on the details um that it i i could write on the board you know hey you know 20 jumping jacks and and these guys are trying no i don't do that please i want to cut that off real quick listen, burpees and jumping jacks or something we don't do i want to cut him off real quick he said writing on the board this man's handwriting dude that is one thing it's <laughs> unbelievable when this guy when we walk in on monday mornings and this guy or wednesdays because i think you write on the board all the time i'm like bro that like the, his handwriting is so perfect so legit i'm like this guy takes pride and yeah. even the way that he writes the word workouts on a board and I know that for a fact <laughs> yeah and so I'll keep going but I had to mention, had well, to mention. you know to, to build off of that one of the things that we talk about is is how you do anything is how you do everything yeah. um, which is something that you know still pertains to some of these elite level athletes that yeah they, they they fully understand that there's no on off switch right right when when they're there to train they're they're leaving you know whatever stressors from the outside world outside of the door because they know that they need to focus on on the here and now and you know not thinking about what's going to happen whether that be two hours from now or two weeks from now that they're 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 there to put the work in and mm-hmm. and they'll do it and um you know again we've been been lucky enough with with a lot a lot a lot of of stellar athletes that you know were would have been elite level athletes if if they picked up water polo um, but then, you know, elite level athletes that that really had to work at it, that, that you know, they they didn't come in with with the highest praise or the best genetic predisposition where, you know, mom or dad may have been an elite level athlete of, mm-hmm. of some sort. But, you know, they just come in with the mindset of, OK, you know, now now that we're here, you know, I'm going to give you my all. So the expectation from me is, you know, that that I'm going to give them my all as well right back at them right. so um yeah yeah, yeah that's, and, and that's that's some of the main differences taking care of uh, i forget how you phrase it at the beginning taking care of their own agenda or you know, making sure that they're in charge right. you know, of 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 you know their own lives there and not you know just being inconsistent you know those guys are highly motivated they are consistent you know all the time guys or, or girls well, um, and that's one of our uh, our core values on the commemorative cup that I presented with Dean right before this start <laughs> nation's lending cup with our core values but one of the core values is take 100% responsibility yeah and it's so true like that athlete has to take you know it's not um, nece- like they're going to follow your program but but they have to take responsibility for the work and effort that they put into that. So what you're saying is that's not a, necessarily a physical tool. That's a mental tool. Oh, 100%. That's a yeah. mental 100%. tool that, that really separates those good and great athletes. Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, uh, a part of that, again, showing up, I, I, I read, I uh, brought him up last week, uh, Matt Chenard, yeah. uh, the crazy, the, the, not crazy, the, the the highly dedicated cold plunge guy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he puts out you know different quotes during the week, and one of them was, a perfect, a perfect um, 
an imperfect program done consistently will provide you with better results than a perfect program done inconsistently. Just basically saying, if you show up, you're going to have better results than if you do something great for one day and then we don't see you for a month. Correct. All those men and women are showing up all the time. Correct. Correct. And now I don't know who the strength coach was. I don't remember offhand, so I apologize. But um, this was, as I think it was last week as well. He put, um, you know, regular athletes do supersets with Mm -hmm. the superset one word elite athletes do super that's good sets yeah that's right good. Yeah. because every single rep every single set is done you know with a passion with a purpose which is you know one of the things that we talk about is while you're here like let's do it <laughs> yeah you know, they're already what, here what, whatever's holding you back like let that go and you know yeah. let, don't don't come in here and be cute like be ready to be criticized and be ready for for us to be critical of those movements uh and do it at a hundred percent because that's what's going to take you to that next level when you go you know what? I really can do this. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm my my physical traits may not be what that other person who may squat 500 and you know run a four four, but when it comes to changing direction, that may be our strong suit. And you know that happens in sports a whole lot more than than just running 40 yards straight on. And there's never been a deadlifting competition in the middle of yeah. you know a baseball game. <laughs> breaks or, out, <laughs> breaks yeah, out in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good thing to keep in my mind. I like. Yeah. That. <laughs> and that's it. That's what he said. You know, all the time. I go. I, I don't. I don't need you to be the best weightlifter of all time. Yeah. You know, there. That's a sport within itself. You know, I need you to have transferable movements at a hundred percent. So when you get out on the court, on the field, you know, you're able to mimic these movements, and you do so just a little bit faster. That changes the bang bang plays that may have negatively affected you prior, and now they positively affect you. Yeah, so cool. you know, there's there's not this huge measurable difference where all of a sudden, you know, you're you're playing basketball and it takes you three steps to get down the court, but but if we can be on the positive side of these bang bang plays or when you're getting to the ball or you know that loose ball foul turns into you getting the ball first and them fouling you you know you're you're changing the trajectory of of an individual game and yeah. then you know could be long term hopefully changing the trajectory of of a season i so. love that so these little things that add up in just very small ways um i just posted something uh, i think it was yesterday so my uh, part of my fitness journey right now, I'm tracking uh, like body fat percentage and muscle fat mm-hmm. percent or mus- muscle percentage. And I posted this graph and it's only been five weeks, but like it's this real slow, gradual separation, right? Losing body fat, gaining muscle. Um, but this all ties in, you know, so directly. My question is, how do you measure for like some of these elite athletes? What, what do you measure to kind of say like, hey, here's where you need help or here's where we're going to make progress. And how do you measure that progress for them? So it, it, it really is dependent on the individual, yep. you know, and, and where they are kind of in within their training program. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pull it back. So if they just come to me, it's the off season, it would be different from a collegiate volleyball player to maybe an athlete that's in the NFL where they're, they're working on, okay, we got some nicks, we got some things that, that we have going on. Um, but the, if we, we look at it, if it's measured, it matters, Yeah, you know, so for, 
the volleyball player. Let's take a look at where our, our vertical jump is right now. Let's find out where our vertical jump is compared to our broad jump. You know, from there, are we more of a posterior weakness? Is there an anterior weakness? You know, with I'm using volleyball as a reference, but, yeah. you know, they're jumping vertically all of the time, mm-hmm. right? But that first step or that reaction speed is them typically moving forward or in a broad jump type of movement. You know, so if we're weak there, then, you know, we're not getting the 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 most out of our, our individual ability when we're out on the court. Yeah. So, you know, we go, okay, we need to work on some more of the, the horizontal velocity or that power through that first step because, you know, vertically, we're we're okay right you know it's never like all right we're great you know you can jump 40 inches but you know you're you're also two percent body fat so you know in in situations like that maybe your your fat is going to act as shock absorbers in our joints so if we are a 110 pound girl and we have a 40 inch vertical well by the time you land that's two to three times your body weight that's coming down on those joints. So, you know, we need those shock absorbers to a degree. Now, you know, I'm not saying, hey, you know, let's go out and just (laughs) crush, you know, Takis and Starbursts until like you can't stand up anymore. But, you know, you're looking at ways where we can start to go, okay, how do we increase levels of certain things that, um, may be a weakness right now or may we may have gradually increased this weakness based off of what we've been doing you know through a season or you know based off of what what our coach or or, or whoever else may be kind of pressuring us to to get to to work on yes so um and when it comes to more of the the the, the guys in the NFL or, or in major league baseball theirs is really um we may measure certain things differently, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily what is our um, last time we threw a fastball, but what is our what is our internal external rotation currently? Mm-hmm. You know, where was it prior to the season? And then how do we make sure that we're focused on the certain things that's going to help get us back to the point where um our measurables, both internally and externally, are are at the point that's that you know what science tells us is is conducive towards long term health. Yeah. You know, because as we lose some of those um, rotation degrees, then something and the body has to overcompensate to to get that accomplished to the same degree. Right. You know, and if something else is is bearing that then that's energy that's being displaced throughout the body and might not be in an area that um, is is the best for us. So if we end up with a latch strain or, you know, worst case scenario for, for a pitcher is a, a, a UCL tear of some sort. Now, yeah. you know, we're, we're out for an extended period of time. Um, and, you know, being from Delaware, we're typically not in an area where, we get, you know, your first, second, third overall pick in, in a given sport. So, you know, these guys can't afford to be out for an extended period of time because they, the, the, the team itself may be going, okay, you know, we're, we're done with that guy. Let's go sign a guy three years younger and see if we can't develop them, uh, you know, with a little bit 
better of a of a program than right. than this individual may have. Yeah. So it it really does differ between you know for for our elite level athletes, and I would consider elite level athletes guys that are guys and girls that are playing um, high level high school or or in the college realm, and then you know on into to professional sports if if you know we get lucky enough to to get there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and, and so one of the next things I wanted to ask, Dean, you've, again, seen athletes, sounds like, from about 17 years ago all mm-hmm. the way up until you're training right now. Mm-hmm. And social media is a lot bigger now than it or it probably didn't even exist. I can't remember it 17 didn't, years no, ago. I mean, it, it didn't. Well, yeah. when, even when we were in high school, 2006, 2007, that was right when, because I remember getting a Facebook uh, account when I got to Youngstown. So right. that would have been like 2009. Yeah. So, so prior to then, I mean, so, there was so nothing. You've, you've trained athletes from no social media to now that's all that there is. And I'm just curious as how have you seen that change in the athlete? You know, because now you can just... Athletes have access to all the information they could ever want. They, and some of them probably think they know it all when mm-hmm. they walk into your facility, mm-hmm. right? So how is how have you seen that change and kind of what are you doing to mitigate some of those social media things? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, fantastic question and something that comes up with us all of the time. Um is with social media, there is the the good and the bad. Right. Um, you know, I I think that it helps actually the the younger athletes really start to hopefully pick up on some things that might help educate them. However, the the way that social media works is if it's crap, you probably have more followers, and you know the kids want to kind of follow or tag along where what, the most people. What's that follow. about? What's that about? Oh, that, like that it, crap stuff seems to like get all the attention. It, it is attention. That's all it is. And, and, Social and, media is just an attention. It's, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's to me, I can't figure it out, yeah. you know, because there is some, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of quality people or, you know, groups to follow that mm-hmm. actually provide a lot of really good educational, both inside the weight room or the way that we're doing speed and agility work. Um, but the problem is it's just so clouded with with stuff that's like, what? Yeah. You know, that doesn't even make sense. And, you know, when so for me, being in this in 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 the strength and conditioning field 17 years, I still still I still feel like I'm I learn new stuff every day. Sure. You know? So the fact that I can have a 12-year-old come in, it's like, well, you know, Billy Black's told me uh, <laughs> you know, that I need to do 74 push-ups a day and that I'll have big muscles, you know, and it's like what? <laughs> right? Like what, what does that even mean? So, you know, we're we we get I love the social media in its ability to showcase different levels of athletes and where they are and mm-hmm. you know how they're going but unfortunately there is a cloud or it is clouded with the fact that you know you're you're getting a lot of of baloney for lack of a better term here you know keep it safe for the children um, <laughs> but you get a lot of 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 the crap that that kinds of um has sticking power yeah you know so when we go back to some of the myths of the fitness industry in general or you know and and how that that has kind of hung on you know oh, i want my 11 year old to lift it'll stun his growth you know it's like 
Like, how has that hung on, you know, even through social media, because people were saying that 17 years ago. Do do you see that some of those athletes that come through your facility that have, they don't stay very long? Like, I mean, is there more turnover kind of in people that walk in with that mindset? Uh, Yes and no. I feel like with social media and, you know, what, what, how everybody can relate to it is, we're inundated with so much information sure. that we kind of stand on, you know, this is the be all or the, the end all be all, right? When in reality, you know, so that person may never step foot through the door. Mm-hmm. They may be, hey, I got this program from Rey Mysterio Jr., you know, WWE fans or WCW fans. <laughs> but, um, you know, that that this made him look like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to use that. So they they may never step foot through our door. Right. Um, or if they do, it may be. Uh, just very limited, like you said, where, you know, they may be in for a couple of sessions and go, yeah, you know, box jumps are too hard. I'm not, I don't want to do that, or that's not the best fit for me. Um, So, you know, that's, that's where I would say that there's almost too much information out there that people stand their ground on things that, you know, have no relevance to their own personal development, um, that we like to take things that we see and go, I want to look like that or that's that's what I'm sure you see it. Oh, all the time, a ton of all the time, you know, and it's going and, and, and again, you know, when we watch sports, we're watching professional athletes do their thing, right? So, you know, the some of their journeys or where they are within their career, like, uh, you know, the, the TB12, where it's like lots of bands and, you know, lots of stretching. That's great for a 45-year-old, <laughs> right? But like as a 14 and 15-year-old, like that's not what he did to get a scholarship to Michigan. Right. You know, that's not what he did while he was at Michigan. Yeah, I don't that's even just, think about that stuff. Like I like I don't always put an athlete in in that this is where they are now and it's why that they're doing what they're doing now. That's mm-hmm. a good perspective. Yeah. And yeah. it's I mean, but it's tough, right? Because yeah. it's like, well, I want to I want to jump like John ja Morant. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what? Like, you know, his his genetic predisposition is is a little bit different yeah. than ours. Yeah. You know, and which is which is fine, which isn't like a, you know, this is you, you can never get to that point. Right. It's just going hey, we need to scale back some of the things that we see because we start to minimize some of our own achievements um, for the fact that it's like, yeah, but I'm not so-and-so. You know, I'm not George Kittle. I'm not, you know, like, dude, you're... Your mom is five four, and you know your dad's five seven. Like, it, yeah, I just don't know why you thought six foot eight, you know, two hundred sixty pounds. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it just it it to me, it's like, yeah, you you know, like, but that that doesn't stop the work, right? Right. Just because we can't be this or we can't be that, we don't we don't have to be the next somebody else. You know, we can be uniquely us and be able to apply that to our individual sport in the best way that we know how and that's you know going to be just a, a, a tenacity to get incrementally better day in and day out which you know is, is a mindset that's waning you know quite a bit because yeah. you know we we see those guys and you know we see an, an Odell Beckham workout and go 
oh yeah, that's, you know, I need to have somebody drop a medicine ball from the roof of my house as I'm laying there and throw it back up with my arms. It's like, no, 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 that's, that's, that he's very good at the made for Instagram stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. But a lot of what he's doing behind the scenes that you don't get to showcase on those social media sites. It's like that is ideally what you need, you know, basic, simple movements and get really, really, really good at them. Um, So that's the, you know, that's, that's the tough part of, of social media is, is trying to, to pull back the curtain on, you know, what these guys did at their time of development that set them up to, to be, you know, the athlete that they are today or to, you know, to stand on BOSU balls and do pushups on rubber bands when, you know, we, we don't need, that at, at 16 years old so, so huge we talk about that in um in the, the business world in the mortgage business that um and my brother always says this the the journey is invisible so a lot of times people see this in business they see somebody that's very successful they have whatever it is the the maybe it's the cars the house the business that's running and the money and it's like people you know yeah they see that on instagram they're like well i want that right. yeah that's great dude but you got <laughs> this guy put in 30 years or 20 years of experience and hard work that you'd never saw to get to that point. And I think you're right. We kind of have this cultural thing now where people want that instant gratification, satisfaction, Absolutely. Instagram, whatever. Um, and we talked about it on our podcast about consistency is that like nobody's going to go out there and lose 30 pounds this week. So if losing weight's your goal, if getting uh, stronger, getting a six pack and getting your body fat down, it's going to be this, it's going to be a lot of consistent actions over a longer period of time to where you can actually, you can progress to that. Yeah. And you have to give yourself a little bit of grace to get there. You know what I mean? Don't, don't think it's going to happen overnight. Well, yeah. And that's a, you know, progression is, is not a straight line. You know, it's a, it's a series of ups and downs and, you know, questions and am I doing the right thing? Am I not? And, you know, some days we're more motivated than others. And yeah, that is the part like, you know, 100% for, for what you said is the, it's, it it is invisible, right? It's, it's, it's dealing with some of those demons on your own. And that's a lot of times where that mental toughness comes from because there is no parachute that says, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. You know, skip your workout today you know that's that's what one side of your shoulders say and we need that yeah. stronger side to go hey we got to get in there we got to do something we got to elevate our heart rate you know if that is not um what's on the the program for today then you know what that's okay because every day is not going to be christmas it's going yeah. to take a lot of uh, uh of those days where it's it's a struggle you know it's a it's a personal struggle and it's it's you know if we have uh you know a significant other or, or children or family, you know, every everybody's going through something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's going, okay, how do I make that time for myself if that is, you know, on, on your fitness journey and, you know, the, if, if weight loss or improving skeletal muscle mass or bone mineral density is a part of, of some of the things that you're working on, then, you know, you're you're going to have to, to, to be a little bit selfish, you know, mm-hmm. and you are going to have to focus on yourself and it's, it's, it, it takes a lot, you yeah. know, it, it does. Uh, it really does that there are days where you're not seeing the results that you're looking for and you got to go, Hey, I'm going to I'm put one foot in front of the other. And, and we're going to, you know, progression today is not letting this defeat me. So, right. um, yeah. I, and, and I just got on a case. You probably have some, I've got one more. Um, so I have a terrible lower back. Like, I don't know that that's 
I don't know why, probably didn't train it right growing up or whatever, but, and I see that in a lot of the football players that I have coached over the years. I mean, that just tends to be an area of weakness. So, and I know this is a tough question because you see athletes in all different walks of life, all different ages, types of sports, you name it. But if you could say that, yeah, in more more often than not, this is an area of the body that I feel like is undertrained or is like a weakness, something that I can always work on as a performance coach. What would that be? Yeah, I I would be right there with you at least in 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 terms of of the lower back and in, you know in a in, in all of the posterior chain the posterior chain is the 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 hamstrings the glutes and the lower back mm-hmm. um you know not only we we tend to want to build what we can see in the mirror um so the way that we describe it is you know what you can see in the mirror so your bench press your squat things that those are your confidence muscles yeah you know by our back our, our lower back, our glutes, our hamstrings, that's our competence muscles. So, you know, those are the real drivers behind, you know, our ability to build a bigger bench. You know, people come on, how do I get a bigger bench press? Uh, build up your back. Nah, I'm not yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so how do you lose somebody quickly? You know, it's the truth, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, hundred percent. But yeah. you know, when it when it comes to the lower back, and this is is shoot, I would have to go back. I mean, it was probably back to our time together where um, just being able to train movements with with younger athletes, engaging the lower back is is a foreign term to you know athletes under the age of 15 that don't have a whole lot of of prior training um it's just supremely difficult you know and and the individuals themselves don't really understand it you know how what do you what does that mean you know what am i focused on so um if i could i would be a part of you know preschool and kindergarten curriculum is just training the individual kids or in a group of kids on, you know, how do I squeeze my lower back, right? right. When you talk about wiggling your toes and, you know, pretty early on, we, we figure out how to do that and um, just movement mechanics in general. So, you know, and I don't want to get too long with this because I know that I'm just like, boom, 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 <laughs> going one thing. Right? Knowledge, it's good, <laughs> but when you watch, if, if you guys have small children, when you watch a child move, it inherently has great mechanics. You know, if if I've got a kid under the age of two that, you know, you put a, a, a ball on the ground and, you know, they're ball, right? And mm-hmm. running over to it. But when you watch them, they will literally hip hinge and then squat to pick the ball up. Yeah. So, you know, our bodies are inherently able to move the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. What happens is as we start to go into elementary school and, you know, we're, we're stuck in a chair for six, seven, eight hours is we lose that inherent ability pretty early on. And now we have to retrain it. So, you know, it's that people are like, well, what's the best way? I'll say, I want you to move like a baby, you know, and they're like, 
what? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't remember how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm going somewhere else. But, you know, I, ideally it's it's being able to hip hinge. It's being able to squat, keeping our heels down or our, our foot flat on the ground. You know, as we press up, we keep the torso upright. You know, all of those things are, you know, become foreign by the time we turn 13, 14, 15, just because we've been kind of, you know, we're, we're all gunked up. Yeah, we're, we got bad posture. You know, we've been going back to the resistance. We've been swimming. So everything is rolled forward. Um, you know, that, that, that lower back is an area that, you know, not only strength wise, but flexibility wise through the hips is, Something that, you know, I would if I if I could take everybody and and really start to work on that early on, which, you know, we do a little plug for Titus, that, <laughs> you know, that that we when when you come in there, it's it, there's a lot of movements when they are done correctly and especially early on can help these kids, you know, and, and not only in their sport, but as they become adults and after they become adults, as they become older adults where, you know, again, when, as we lose those movement patterns, the further away that we get from from being a child, the further away you know our our body is really able to um, do the things necessary that's going to alleviate some of that pain. So I would say you know if we're above the age of fifty five, that we're almost dealing with you know pretty severe back pain, mm-hmm. you know, almost daily. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I'm not immune to it. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I would be the first one to tell you, like, you know, if I'm, if I'm sleeping in my bed, I got to have three or four pillows underneath of my knees, and you know that I'm not the the ultimate. But I figured out, like, okay, when as you know, after I get up, after I get to work, I've got to start to incorporate some of the movements that are going um, to not only work them isometrically or a squeeze and hold, but also do some more strength movements as well as mobility movements because right. you know that's the only way that I can alleviate some of the pain that that I have personally um and then you know uh, on on top of that it's understanding that your body is basically pulling up you know my top half is pulling up my lower half is pulling down so and we're connected right at the hips right so the back is a long, flat muscle, right? So the more time we work on our, our, our mobility or stretching in our hips, in our glutes, in our hamstrings, we're going to see some difference, at least in terms of overall pain in that lower back, right. because that's just typically where pain will manifest itself when in reality it's a weakness in your adductors or abductors or, you know, going on down the, the lower half or um, we, we probably feel more back pain after you do some more squats, heavier back squats, heavier mm-hmm. front squats or, or deadlifts than, you know, if we were just kind of typically going all upper body movement so Definitely. um yeah. i'm glad we're on the same page <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what um maybe a, a thing or two just a piece of advice for somebody who is uh maybe they're on their new year's resolutions mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. we're now a month into the year <laughs> but they're like um you know they hear this and they're like what uh you know, what should i do like what's a practical thing that kind of anybody could take and and implement and use 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, the, the New Year's resolutions are, are a fantastic way to get yourself kickstarted if we can stay motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as we backtrack or have the, the same conversation from 20 minutes ago, it's like whatever you choose, whatever makes you feel like you're in a place where, where you're getting stronger, you're getting better. And that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, with me or with our trade yeah. program. There's a million of them out there. Um, is, is, is finding something that you can be consistent in. Yeah. Um, and you can really take ownership of your overall all well-being love it you know and that's that that's something where it's that's the toughest part right new year's resolution where they typically go you know they fall by the wayside by you know this time really yeah but it's it's what how can i be consistent how can i challenge and help change myself and then how am i measuring that to make sure that you know it's it's not something that i rely on somebody else to do but if i am traveling if there is a snowstorm if you know God forbid, please, no more uh, <laughs> pandemics. But, yeah, you know, yeah. if, 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 if something along that hits, what are we doing for ourselves that we can remain consistent in our approach to help our, our individual mind, body, and spirit to, to keep moving forward? Love that. Yeah, I think, you know, man, we saw a lot of that, huh, with the pandemic. Oh, yeah. You know, like there was a group of people that, um, and it's no, no shot at anybody because it kind of like, I feel like, we were all kind of uh, maybe pushed in that direction, but you know, people they they got unhealthy or they they did put on some weight. They, you know, they kind of lost track of a routine or a daily, whatever. They kind of lost that. So, and then you had other people that were like, "This is my opportunity to get better. This is my." That just goes to show. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know to speak too much of the pandemic, but but that situation. I mean, it does kind of show you that there's two ways you can go. Mm-hmm. with that you can use it as an excuse you can you know and and there were you know again health concerns are health concerns i get that but there are two ways you can look at the same situation mm-hmm. and you can go one way or you can go the other it's way like the guys that you were just talking about on your yeah. shoulders like yeah you know there's always going to be one that's that's calling you in the direction that's not going to move you forward and then you know that that one that's like, hey, you got to push a little bit. Like that's yeah, the one that's we need to get the, the power one, yeah, to. And that's usually the one that's not as loud. And that the, yeah. the other one's a lot louder. The one that tells me on Monday when I was supposed to be in Titus, <laughs> yeah, and to go to Titus. I had one on my shoulder, and it says, "Stay in bed." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, let's listen to that one." Today. Yeah, yeah. And usually I shit, man. I just out of myself, but I like out of myself. It's a whole thing accountable. Yeah. Usually I shoot him a text, and I'm like, "Yo, Dean, I signed up this morning, but like I'm not gonna make it. I didn't do that." No, no, I was like, I signed up on the app, and I was like. I saw my dog laying there. I'm like, all right, buddy. Yeah, that was it. That was it. A couple more questions I have on my mind. One is on like supplementation. So Mm -hmm. what's, what's your general, um, just general kind of guidance on that. So if somebody's like, Hey, I want to get in better shape again, maybe they're on the new year's kick, or maybe there's somebody that's like, they've put some work in, they do lift, but they're like, I don't know. There's so much information out there about supplements. Do I need to take protein? Do I need to take amino acids? Do I need to you know, take whatever else is out yeah. there. What are your just general, what's your general take on that? Well, I would say that, um, that really, that really, so there's a couple of different factors where we are, um, age wise, chronologically, right. And my, a, everybody 
everybody, as, as long as your body is, is able to digest it, needs protein. You know, a, a high-protein-based diet is something that I would recommend from, from top to bottom. And are you kind um, of in that, like, you, I hear, like, an online again. I don't, yeah. I'm a, I'm a yeah. novice, but one gram per pound of body weight or per pound of lean body mass? Yeah, ideal. I mean, I would go even more for most people, depending yeah. on, on where you're at. You know, one and a half to even two grams, um, where, you know, you're now supplementing the body with a, with a proper amount of protein it's just some things that we need to take into account is uh the protein the ready to drink protein bottle is going to tell you right there's 20 grams of protein yep. in here however you get a you know you're eating chicken you know uh uh, uh like chicken and rice for for breakfast or for for breakfast for lunch <laughs> some and dinner. people do some yeah. people yeah. some people yeah. i don't know any of that but um, <laughs> yeah for for lunch or dinner then you know they're there that is a better form of protein um, the ones that, that, that come from animals, you know, the, yeah. the ones that we consume that way. Um, but there, there are plenty of transportation mechanisms of protein, whether that be you're ready to drink, if that's a powder, if that's, you know, a, a beef jerky, turkey jerky, things of that nature. Um, but if we're getting the chicken and steak, then, you know, swordfish, salmon, things of that, like that's where we're getting the high quality protein that our body can not only digest, but um, that we can get into the small intestine and then to repair the muscles and help build the muscles back to, to where we need them to be. Um, so high protein diet would be yep. first and foremost. Um, amino acids, without a doubt, I think is something that 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 can certainly help. Mm -hmm. um, I don't find them as being something that are super critical. Because mm -hmm. um, you you're getting it, that anyway, right? If you're eating enough of of the meats, right? That's where amino acids correct, come from. Okay. Correct. So again, and and I would always recommend that that is we're getting it from our diet that way. Yeah. Um, then supplementing it with a powder that we're pouring into a drink, but. Again, Again, you know, everybody's a, a little bit different. Got it. Um, but, you know, if if so, typically in, in my realm, I'm, I'm going, all right, I got, you know, really 14 to 22 year olds who go, OK, what should I do? Right. I yeah. got this pre-workout. Pre yeah. 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 So uh, and, you know, with creatine, I, I tell people all the time that, you know, studies have been out long enough that the worst thing it does is improves your brain function. That's the worst. Mm -hmm. You know, so I highly recommend protein or creatine to. And that's something you know, we, we were kind of always told back in the day, like, don't take it. Right. right? Yeah, that it dehydrates right. you, that yeah. it does it. You need to drink this much water. Well, you know, I feel like that was just, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't as aware of, of what it can do for you. Yeah. Um, where, you know, I, I would say to, for most athletes, again, everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. Some athletes or their kidneys may have a little bit more of a difficult time in, um, supplementation. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, creatine is, is fantastic, you know, but the, the major prime movers for them is eight hours of sleep, mm. right? Which we don't get very much of because these kids are on, on their phones or on social media Fortnite. until all hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. But you know, with, with, with eight hours of sleep, we actually, our body will go through two cycles of what is called uh, insulin, like growth hormone. Um, so, you know, if we're getting those, those eight hours, then our body is going to secrete that. Then we are helping replenish, refresh that body, um, to, to not only just 
perform better that next day because sleep is the number one predictor of, of success ultimately. Right. And, you know, when, when we look back and it's like, you know, all the guys that are like, we don't need sleep. We need more work, you know? And it's like, <laughs> well, you know, more sleep is, is, is actually the, the way that we're going to, you know, not only grow, um, individual or, you know, as, as a human being, um, but you know, it's going to help us recover and, and again, you know, refresh our system, um, but water wise, I, I say that, you know, on days where we're not training, you know, we need to, to, to drink half of our body weight in ounces of water. Um, so, you know, which is people are like, yeah, I, yeah, I drink a lot of water. I'm like, yeah, that 16.9 ounce of, of water. If you are 180 pounds, are we getting 90 ounces? Mm-hmm. You know, because, and are you measuring it again? Right. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. So I, um, it's not, you know, something I do and, and have started to do. I did 75 hard. So I did okay. this program where I'm like, I need to finally real, like I never tracked what I ate. I didn't know I was winging it. I didn't know how much water I drank, but in that program, you drink a gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. So I would record it. I would drink a bottle of water and be like, yep, there's 16 ounces, mm-hmm. you know, next bottle of water. And, uh, I think that's so important that you actually you, like measure this stuff, track it, know how much protein you're getting. Yeah. You know, it's not that difficult. There's apps out there for free. I use my fitness pal. It's a right. free app. I, I have a little scale that I paid four bucks for and I put my chicken on there. I'm like, all right, I know I'm getting six ounces this meal, but yeah, your water, that's another thing. Measure it. Yes. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, ultimately where you're looking at these young guys, if they brought a pen and paper and, you know, as I circle back and do my one E, the, the elite level athletes are writing everything down. They know. What are we doing today? You know, and it might, they might not write down the exercise, but they're writing down the weights that they're using. You know, they're writing down the food that they eat, the time that they ate it, you know, what they consumed with that, that particular meal. And all of that stuff is just going to give you better insight. So if I wake up tomorrow and I go, I mean, I feel like crap. And it's like, you open up your, your notebook, you go, well, I had Chick-fil-A at 11:30 last night. You yeah. know, it's like, uh, now that Chick-fil-A, I'm not I'm, I'll never tell anybody like, "Hey, you have one life, so you need to indulge the way that you deem necessary." Is it the best option? No, but you know what? Everybody's human. They're not going to make the best options. But that 11:30 part mm, yeah. may be something where we go, "You know what? Let me grab a salad if I'm finishing whatever I'm doing at 11:30 then." And hopefully that helps make me feel better. If it does, then we understand the concepts here where you go, all right, I can't eat that later than, you know, six, seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. um, so yes, being able to, to measure your water intake is, is huge. And then, you know, we gr- eating things that grow in the ground yep. um, is in, in the bright leafy, you know, lots of, uh, of colors with, within our, our diet is huge. Um, and then, you know, that's, that's, that's basically about it. I tell them, keep it real simple. Yeah. You you don't need pre-workout, you know, you, again, we go, that, that's a crutch that you're utilizing to make you feel a certain way to feel motivated to, to work out. You don't need, you know, 
Megadeth and your AirPods, you know, to, to, to reach a new squad high. It's, yeah. you know, we, we, we need to do all of these things um, outside of, of training that's going to help kind of put the best foot forward. But, yeah, yeah. when it does come to, um, to, when it does come yeah. to, to, yeah, a, when it does come to adults, then, you know, you, we, the supplementation may, may change quite a bit. Yeah. But, right. you know, it's still going to come down to that protein intake being there, the, the water intake be in there those two are only going to help us you know moving forward and if people were were hydrated the way that they should be or could be i think they'd have a, a different perspective on on how they feel from day to day or their energy levels as as they're making it through the work day for sure i think yep. you're right um, going back, just because this has been our most popular episode uh, so far, but um, we talked with a buddy of ours, Chris, about alcohol and does the best version of you involve alcohol and drinking? I've been sober now for uh, 30, what, 33 days nice. <laughs> so since the new year. I haven't drank anything. Um, but what's your take on alcohol maybe as relates to performance or, you know, like, you know, you, you train college athletes, pro athletes, like. I mean, what's your take on that just in general? Uh, I would say that alcohol is probably the biggest deterrent to to performance. And it's something that, you know, as as little as as one drink has lasting effects for several days. Um, you know, me personally, I have a little my wearable technology is is called a whoop um and a whoop was is something that was created i mean it's a lot bigger now in in the athletic realm because it does do a lot of tracking it's an app on your phone um now you know i'm not a good athlete so you know i will track like you know days that i'm going out and and having just a couple of drinks you know i'm mm -hmm. i'm at the age now where you know just a couple of drinks will will set me back for three four five days but yeah. I see that in the um, kind of the unseen things, you know, yep. and, and, and what I mean by that is my heart rate variability that is measured when I sleep and mm -hmm. it is so low because, I, you know, my, my, my resting heart rate is high, but my heart rate variability is low and that affects my sleep from, you know, my, my REM or your rapid eye movement sleep to your deep sleep that, you know, I'm getting more disturbances throughout the night. And I don't recognize that because it's not waking me up completely that I'm getting up going, oh, I got to go to the bathroom, you right. know, but it is something where I recognize my energy level, you know, three, four, five days after I myself may, yeah. you know, have overindulged in, in a little bit of alcohol. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, I, the, my recommendation again is, you know, you need to, to enjoy the time that you're yeah. here on, on God's green earth because, you know, tomorrow's never promised. But I also fully believe or have, you know, my belief system is that alcohol has a much longer lasting effect on um, uh, negatively affecting our performance than, you know, we've kind of known or that we yeah. really can identify. It's just the little things leading up to um, whether that be a, a golf match or you know just just going out back and playing wiffle ball that that those that that consuming alcohol can really put your body in a in a place where it's uh, much more likely that we tweak or get injured than you know if if we were kind of going about our our 
our lifestyle a little bit different and just kind of excluding the the alcohol indulgence yeah. because our, our our body also has to break down the alcohol mm-hmm. before anything else right yeah right so if i have pretzels while i'm you know drinking a couple of beers well you know your body's going forget the the pretzels let's let that starch around the belly we need to break this alcohol down because that's poison to our system Mm -hmm. so you know the Mm -hmm. the longer that this stays around the more trouble that we're going to have so you know it's really easy to to put on you know unnecessary or or unwanted uh additional pounds especially uh, you know around the stomach because of uh, our body's job in in breaking down that alcohol first and 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 fast. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Thanks for that. <clears throat> um, one other thing that just popped into my mind, and then we'll we'll wrap it up because I know I, I feel like we could go all day and asking all these questions, yeah, I, and I love the insight. It's like uh, well, Dean's extremely passionate about what he does, and that's one of the reasons I admire you so much. I mean, he's just got tons and tons of knowledge and you're, you're very passionate about it yeah, i love it and i feel like this is a, like uh we get a, an open window to like cutting through the bs that you see online and you know it's like we have an expert here so this is awesome so i i hope everyone enjoys this as much as i have um one other question just this relates so much to like business and leadership but the accountability aspect of like Jason said earlier, like you're the first, you know, guy there. You're you take pride in your handwriting on the board that you use to give the workouts. Um, how important is it for people? Like if you're going to hold other people accountable, how you know? Just talk on that. Like how important it is to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, and one hundred percent. I think that's something that um, you know that I learned pretty early on from um, you know my mentors, my coaches. Is that you know it's and it it may seem sometimes like they are um, a little overcritical of of me or you know my ability to do certain things. When in reality, it was they just were guiding me to that next step and that next level. Um, so, and I, I kind of take all of those, those lessons that I've learned throughout my life. And I've been lucky enough to, 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 to have had wonderful mentors and wonderful coaches and, and all, and everything in between that, um, yeah, I, 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 you go from kind of taking certain things to heart to understanding that that individual person may want the best for you. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the accountability is, is, is first and foremost, right. Yep. It's, it's being able to answer to the fact of, of why you do what you do, um, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, you know, if, if you're, you're, consistent in your approach or doing the certain things that's going to help propel us forward, then, you know, we need to be accountable and, and reward you for that. And, you know, if you are not kind of upholding the standard uh, that, that what we believe is is the path to be as successful as we can and, and the stepping stone to kind of that, that next barrier, then, you know, we've we've also got to be accountable to that. So um, accountability is 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 tougher now more than ever. Yeah. Um, and and that's something that we see and that I uh, respect highly from a lot of the coaches that we've had the opportunity to work with because young athletes don't understand it. Right. They, they again, they'll go back to the way that I felt. I just didn't speak up about it, but they almost feel like you're, you're attacking me personally yeah. because they don't see, you know, that, that vision of where they need to be or where they want to be. I mean, we, we've, we've got kids that come in and it's like, yeah, I don't, 
want to play for this coach anymore. Why? Well, I'm the best player on the team and they don't like my body language. Like, so are we <laughs> winning? And it's like, yeah, but you, but we got to scale it back. What you don't understand is like, if this is a culture that you're trying to create. Right? Yeah. And you're missing and, the point there. Yeah. Like if you know how important that is. Um, I remember my dad telling me, and this is, you know, just an awesome thing. I remember from when we were playing in Cecilton little league. So we're not talking like, Small town. We're talking like there was nobody. He's the little leg. We were like eight years old and driving to a game. And he's like, you know, how you carry yourself is so important. He's like, you never know who's going to be watching. There might be there might be a college coach there. There might be a pro scout that shows up. Unlikely in Cecil. And I'm eight years old. Know. I'm, like, I'm like eight years old thinking there's no pro scouts driving to Cecil to Little League to watch us play. Um, but it was, uh, you know, that's the thing. Like the lesson that I, I still remember. I'm like, you never know who's watching. So that's it's right. not about... You know, it's all kind of like what what you're putting out there. Somebody's always watching. Yeah. And it might not be a pro scout, but it might be your teammate. It might be your coach. It might be whoever be else. Yeah. And in the real yeah. world, it could be your employees, your yeah. your employer, um, your customer. You know, um, it could be anybody, but somebody's right. always watching. And that's it. If your, your personal performance is just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It's all of the other things. How do you conduct yourself? How do you hold yourself? Are in the sports realm, are you a good teammate? Yeah. Right. And that that goes right along into business. You know, are you a good teammate? Are you willing to do the things for that person next to you where they may get all of the accolades? But, mm-hmm. you know, you are still a driving force behind that and helping, you know, not only help them, but maybe help push them to be the business person that they are. And all of those things are really instilled in, in the athletic environment really early on. And, mm-hmm. you know, can you work as hard? hard as you can if you don't know where that finish line is you know if that finish line is is tomorrow and we have a uh you know we we get injured then you know so be it are we are we proud of what we've done to that point or is that finish line you know a a state championship a county championship a district championship a a national championship a world championship you know that when there is no finish line are you willing to do everything that you can for that person next to you and that's where you know the accountability comes in it's like well yeah we we always want to find a reason why we can't Mm -hmm. as opposed to to find a reason why we can and you know accountability is so huge and so i don't want to say bare but you know it's becoming less and less it's a the 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 it's not a, a soft generation right but it is what happens from generation to generation is I want to provide for the next generation the things that I didn't have for myself. Well, now we've we've gotten to that point where I don't want them to fail, mm-hmm. you know, where I go, I want you to run towards failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to experience failure because that's what's going to take you. That's where the and, growth comes. Exactly. Exactly. And it's going, hey, I, I need you to fail so much that with that you don't lose enthusiasm through a failure as a matter of fact failure is that piece that makes you successful yeah and once we can get there then you know now you go okay good things can happen right this this, that body armor is built Mm -hmm. that like you've you've faced people saying no or that you can or that you're you're not viable for this or that and you go 
okay, this is not the right place for me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go somewhere where I can be celebrated for my achievements, but also be held accountable when, when it's, when it's necessary to say, Hey, you got, you got to pick it up or, you know, that's not the way that we do business around here. And, you know, if you see yourself here long-term, then, you know, we've got to make the adjustments and then, you know, again, creating that path. So from, from where I am, it's, it's, you know, is, is accountability and then going, and here's how we get to that point where, you know, we are extremely accountable to ourselves, to our team, to our business, to our clients that, um, you know, you can be a, a major resource moving forward. If, if, if things go well and we continue to grow, then we want you to be a piece of, of how we grow, you know, and, and, and maybe even kind of take on a, that, that managerial role or, you know, moving forward, you may be owning your own and even competing with us. But, you know, if I'm doing my job, I've held you accountable enough that if you go out and you open your own gym, that you compete with us directly. Yeah. You know, if you're just a guy, you're just a blip on the radar that just shows up and, you know, you're you're another one of the, the gimmicky workout studios. Then it's like, yeah, I take offense to that because I didn't do what I was supposed to do with you to help develop you right. into the individual that can go. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm second guessing letting that guy go. Yeah, because. You know, now they're, they're, they're out here and they're, they're really putting some pressure on us. They're stepping on our toes quite a bit or taking a part of this market share. Yeah. And it's putting us in position to, to, to question a lot. That's when I go, okay, but you know, I did what I was supposed to do for the industry as a whole. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's, that's where accountability is. You know, it, it's, it, it is all the way around and it's mm-hmm. something that, um, it's tough, but you know it's well worth it in the long run if we're we're doing it the right way. Yeah, and I know that the athletes, the people at Titus, get those messages from Dean and his staff, mm-hmm. I, I, and Sean, the whole deal. Like that's that's just another. I think I've plugged Titus several times throughout our first few episodes, and it's because yeah, the program's great. Like I, no doubt about that, but they get a lot of that too. And and that's going back to where we started, separating the good to great. That's the aspect that I think a lot of the athletes, people, whatever, don't have as good of a grasp on, and that's maybe why they stay yeah. a little bit, a little bit less relevant as opposed to being, you know, great in whatever they're doing. Yeah, I think we, I mean, people in general just they always want to qualify the work. Like, you know, I'll I'll do it if if I get that promotion, or I'll do the work if I get a six pack in the next twenty days. Or I'll do it if I get, but like what you're saying is like, well, are you willing to do the work when you don't know if there, maybe there's not even a finish line, Yeah. but are you willing to, to go a hundred percent and put the work in? So don't qualify, um, you know, don't qualify the work that you put in, put it in right with your vision on what you want, but don't, don't make that a, a qualification of doing the work to start with. Right. And keeping that vision is is something that is is supremely difficult, but it's something that you personally are going to see well before anybody else. Right. You don't reap the benefits without you, again, individually being able to see it and then um, then putting that or getting the fruits of that labor later on. You know, I I know when I first started 17 years ago, again, I know I'm dating myself several times. I've said that, (laughs) but you know, it was coming out of college, coming out of Elizabethtown, which is a a decent school in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania was, um, 
you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm working strength and conditioning. And then people will pause and be like, but what is your full-time job? You know, yeah. I mean, it was like, what, what? What? Like you, you don't, you don't understand it. And that's going, that's where my vision, you know, kind of started. And if we can help this next generation by keeping them accountable to understand their own personal vision, then we never know where this could go. Right. And, you know, when the, I want to say it was a couple of weeks ago, um, Shaq tweeted, you know, if, if, my father told me if if they're going to pay you $8 an hour, then you give them $13 an hour value, right? That you're always, we're creating more value for ourselves than, you know, we may be getting reciprocated for at, at that particular time. But mm-hmm. we're going above and beyond for the people, you know, that we may work with or in, in our case, the service that we provide, we want to over, you know, we, we want to over deliver. Cr- oh, exactly. We want to over deliver to the point where it's like, wow, like, you know, mm-hmm. I want to I be here. I want to tell everybody else about this because, you know, we could run, you know, I, I could come in on Monday and then have, you know, two other coaches on Wednesday, Friday, and then we got another location where we'll have, you know, different coaches popping in. But there is um, what we call the Chick-fil-A approach where you walk in, you don't know who's the manager because everybody is 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 nice, is kind, is smart, is, you know, creating that that environment that's conducive for 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 long term success if we want to keep those people kind of in the building. And which we do because if you know if the person, the client themselves is not right for us, then you know they'll they'll typically wean themselves out and go, yeah, uh, this place isn't for me. It's you know, they're too positive. They're too upbeat. You know, like I want something that's a little bit more um yeah, I don't want to say dull, but, you know, a little bit more of like the, I want to get ripped on every time yeah. that I move in this place. It's like, ah, it's not, it's not going to be here. Yeah. You know, unless we're talking about the Giants or Cowboys. I don't really <laughs> want <to. laughs> Love it. Well, that's a great place to wrap it. Dean, thanks so much, man. This has been I awesome. It. I feel like we need to have you on again because we could, uh, we could just keep going and going. But um, hope everyone took something away. I think there's a lot of practical advice here. There's definitely a lot of mindset advice and stuff you can apply to your business, to your job. Uh, to your family, to your relationships, this stuff all ties together, which is why we talk about it so much on here is that, you know, it, it all does tie together. So thanks again, everybody. Um, please uh, share the show. Jason, you want to mention something? Anything you want to plug for Titus Instagram handles or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Where do we find you? Oh, yeah. Give us a, if, if you, um, you know, you're on the social media sites, which I assume that we are Titus Sports DE on Facebook Instagram, Twitter. Um, if you're on there, you know, and you want to give us a follow, please do. Um, and you know, we're, we try and put out as, as much of, uh, information in regards to, to what we have going on, um, at Titus and Wilmington, which is, uh, located at the 76ers field house or the, the Chase field house as it's called now. Uh, and then we also have a location in Newark, um, on the corner of Red Mill and Ruth R, just, just, uh, five minutes away from the university of, of Delaware. So, you know, thank you guys for having me. I had yeah, a fantastic time. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. See you guys. Thanks. See ya.